when you really have encounter, things change. Victory is mine before my eyes can see. You need a new birth experience. Now there's nothing that can keep me from my promise. Send apart to God. Direct access. No, Welcome, welcome everybody. Hope you guys are well today. Want to thank you for tuning in to Breaking Through with James Levesque. I'm James Levesque and look, I believe today is your day for a breakthrough. We're going to call this episode, Where is Your Towel? Where is your towel? I remember a story one time of a businessman that I knew. And he was meeting with me at a lunch, and he was telling me about his life, right? So he was, he was saying, you know, I've done well, I've been successful, I've not done so well. And he almost felt like he wanted to help me, almost like coach me. And we were at a big lunch, and there was a lot of side conversations happening, and he was like, well, I really want to talk. And clearly it was this moment where I knew he wanted to talk to me at the dinner. So I leaned over, and he said, well, I just really see God's hand on your life, and I'm really concerned for you. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, man, I've, I've had millions of dollars in businesses, and I traveled the world, and I preached the gospel, and now... I'm not doing any of those things. And he said, be careful of the people you pass going up. Make sure you wave to them. Make sure you, under, you, know, you get to recognize them and acknowledge them because those are the same people you're going to pass when you go down. What was that about? And he said, look, if I, if I looked back, I realized that I failed the love test in serving people. A towel in your hand. You know, when I, when I uh, have young pastors that I help and people that we try to mentor in the ministry, I'm always telling them, you're a servant first. That's right. You think you're joining ministry or you're serving God to get recognized and all the leadership in our churches. You're a servant first. We are here, if you're working in the nursery or you're preaching or you're running women's ministry or men's, whatever it is you do in the church, we're servants first above everything else. See, we want positions, we want power, we want to be recognized, we want to see God do great things, but the reality is we're here to serve. As a pastor, we give our lives for humanity. And we're in a world of crazy power tripping culture, man. Everybody wants power. Everybody wants to be recognized. People want to be known. And the reality is it's, it's being known by God that matters, right? When you serve, what are we serving? We're serving humanity. We serve the poor daily. We feed the homeless. We serve unwed mothers. We serve orphans in Kosovo that we've partnered with. We serve 
orphanages in Africa. We serve people in America. You are a servant first. And nothing's worse than somebody that's in power and authority abusing that authority. Nothing's worse than seeing somebody that, you know, has, has, has had power, even by the Lord's, given them, like, authority and seeing that abused. People perceive different, right? We live in a culture where it's like, what have you done for me lately? I've preached messages, and, and in one, I mean one service, I've had somebody come up and go, Pastor, that was the best message I've ever heard in my life. And at the same message, somebody thought it was the worst they've ever heard. What was it? Yes. Because how you perceive things is how you receive things, right? I know people, all they want to do is, you know, they want to preach, they want to get recognized, they want to get noticed, and what they don't realize is ministry probably 80 90 percent administration right see champions aren't main in the ring they're only recognized there and as long as you're trying to get recognized what makes ministry is your prayer life with God it's studying it's serving people it's loving people when you look back that is going to be what makes a difference in your life it's not going to be have you built your own empire and you know I want to read a scripture to you Philippians chapter 2 Verse 3 says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but lowliness in mind is esteem others better than yourself. What mind-blown concept in 2020. God wants us to look at other people better than ourselves? Think about that. Some of you, you love you, right? That was that old Terrell Owens on the Dallas Cowboys sidelines. I love me some me. Some of you guys love you. Man, I'm so tired of you. I'm so tired of me. I want God to be glorified above everything else, not my own flesh, not my own understanding, not my own, you know, desires. I want to lay myself down so he can live because it all matters. I, we know we've had a lot of guest speakers in our churches, and I'll, I'll always, you know, look, when they get picked up by my staff, I'm always interested on how guest speakers treat my staff because generally that's who you really are. I'm not worried about you in the back room with a big old smile. You know you're getting some honorarium for preaching at our church. I want to know how do you treat the person in the back. I want to know how do you take care of people that are around you. Are you that same person? Because it all matters. Character matters. The way you treat your children matters. The way you treat your wife, it all matters to God. And so... You know, in this weird world that we live in, we've got to understand that the kingdom of God is the world in reverse. We want to get noticed. We, we think we're climbing. We think we're doing greater things. But the reality is, the lower we go, the better we, the farther we go. Right? They went to Jesus. We talked about it last week. And they said, how do we become the greatest in the kingdom? Not a bad thought. Not a great desire to have. And what did Jesus do? He said, Come here, little kids. Unless you change and become like children, you'll have no part of me. It's crazy. Change and become like kids. Like you're not, you're not where you should be. You want to be great? Be a kid. And there's a wonder of God that matters. There's, there is realizing that we have been called to gird ourselves with a towel. You have a purpose and a plan from the Holy One. And that purpose is going to come forth and that greatness is going to come forth 
when we realize that we're called to serve. I have a little prop here for you that's going to make sense in a moment. It's a towel. Doesn't seem like much, just seems like a little bath towel. But what if I told you Jesus did something with this towel that would forever change your life and mine? Coming up after the break, I'm going to share with you how Jesus modeled being a servant, how he showed us with something as little as this, how our lives would be changed and how we deal with people forever. We'll see you right back here after the break. Abigail here. We want to thank you for tuning in today. As you know, this ministry has recently taken a big step of faith by going on television. We believe that God has opened this door and called us to spread the gospel message of power to America and the world. This step of faith is grounded on prayer and financial support. I want to invite you today to log on to jameslevesque.org and consider becoming one of our breakthrough partners. Starting at just $10 a month, Pastor James will offer personal mentoring and coaching. You'll be invited to participate with weekly Zoom calls and have access to a private Facebook page reserved for our partners. Our breakthrough partners are the backbone of all that we do. From our local church, to feeding the poor, to traveling the world, Pastor James is grateful for each and every one of you. Partner today and position yourself for greater breakthrough. Go to jameslevesque.org or call 1-800-599-3722. Our team is standing by to pray and help you today. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys are well. Man, we're talking today about really Jesus having a towel in his hand. And the, the message is called Towel in My Hand. And I got to tell you, in this power-hungry day we live in, everybody is looking you know, man, they want a higher position. I'm thinking, you want to go higher in God today? It's time to go lower. It's amazing to me. I'll give you a for instance. One of uh, our staff members that was on our broadcast today, he uh, probably one of the best graphic designers you've ever met in your whole life. But he's a reluctant leader, right? He's, he knows he's good, but he doesn't really know. And you're like, bro, you're literally the best there is. No, I'm not that good. You know, he's like, he, and that's not false humility. Like he legit doesn't even realize how amazing he is. And I'm going to tell you after pastoring for so many years, I, you can work with that. A reluctant leader is sometimes the best leaders. What I don't want is power hungry people that don't want to honor God anymore. And they just want to like get themselves recognized. We had someone at our churches we could write a book. We had a conference weekend and somebody wanted to serve so bad. Can I help? Can I help? I said, you know what? You can help. I want you to check the bathrooms three times a day during the conferences or during our sessions and make sure they're clean. That is, you can be the head of that for the conference. Okay. He was so fired up. Friends, he went crazy, ladies and gentlemen. I walked into the conference day and he had a big keychain and he created himself a badge that was like head of maintenance. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, I asked you to clean the bathrooms and help during the conference. I didn't know. And he literally was like walking around with mop buckets, trying to tell people it's closed. You can't use the restroom. I'm like, bro, you couldn't handle being the head over the toilets. You literally got so power hungry 
that you, you know, let it get to your head. And the reality is, we've got to realize today, it's not about us, friends, it's about him. And if you really want to be a leader, we've got to be servants. Those are the greatest leaders. Servants are people that will shape this world for the Lord. And, and you know, gosh, I, I remember one time we were testing out somebody to usher at the church. I said, look, for this service, I want you to be the head usher. He was grilling everybody at the door like he was head of security. I think I was at the I was preaching and I said, guys, you know, if that's you, come forward. <laughs> he walked up to somebody and said, that is you. He just said, go forward, go forward. We lost families that day. What do, we, what do we want, right? Are we trying to build our name or are we trying to make his name great? And the higher you go, the more you're called to serve. I tell a young preacher all the time, your ministry is in the middle of the night when you get phone calls. It's doing what nobody else wants to do. It's praying over the chairs before people come in. It's loving everybody. It's giving your life to families. You know, for years, people would say, why do you still meet with so-and-so? Why do you spend so much time with them? It's because I know that I'm going to be blessed when I sow my life into people and serve. I want to read some scriptures with you today and, and, and get ready. Get ready for this. Jesus showed us the greatest understanding of what being a leader is. And it was mind-blowing. John chapter 13 is this whole scripture about Jesus who knew everything was being given to him, that the Father put everything into his hands. And we're going to read together exactly what happened. John chapter 13, verse 1. Before the feast of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come and he would depart from the Father, having loved his own who were in the world. He loved him to the end. Let me just say this. In this scripture... Jesus was about to go to the Father. He knew everything was being given to him. Imagine that moment. You want to talk about power trip. He knew everything was being given to him. And it says he loved them till the end. The next verse. Jesus, knowing the Father had given all things to his hands and that he was come from God and he was going. There isn't a greater understanding that you did it all, friends. He knew that this was his hour and he loved the people in his life till the end. Sounds like we're, we're almost a like graduation taking place. The next verse says this. He rose from supper, laid his garments down, and he grabbed a towel. What else does it say? He rose from supper, grabbed a towel. Okay, next verse. After that, he poured water in a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel in which he was girded? Ladies and gentlemen, are you kidding me? Jesus Christ made a decision. All things were given to him. There isn't a more moment of, this is gold at the Olympics, man. This is standing for your acceptance speech. I know all things have been given to my hands. I know I came from the Father and I'm going back. I loved everybody till the end. What am I going to do? Let's go, boys. Bunyan time. Let's go, boys. Are you kidding me? Out of everything he could do, I got people that can't clean the bathrooms without letting it get to their head. Jesus conquered everything, loved them till the end, and he's like, let's go, buddies. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I love all y'all. I don't want to touch your feet at all. Can I just tell you this right now? Man, that's gross to me. Ah, uh, I love my wife, friends. 
Don't think I'm washing the toes, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't touching the toes. That's so gross to me. And Jesus was like, woo-hoo, let's go. I remember one, one time I, I went into this Church of God church, Sunday night service, 6 o'clock it started, and we got in, and I thought it was a little weird. I saw towels everywhere. I saw, like, buckets of water. I'm like, are we bobbing for apples? This is amazing. I was hungry. And then they flat out. I don't know how old school some of y'all get. Dude, before my eyes, they did a foot washing service. A foot washing service. How many has ever been in a foot washing service? It was my first and last, ladies and gentlemen. I see some of y'all toes. I ain't want to touch you. Not engaging heaven, friends. You can wash my feet spiritually. It was unbelievable. People are weeping, washing each other's feet, drying them off, and we all had towels. We all got soapy on the feet, ladies and gentlemen. That is a little gross, right? That doesn't make sense. Why? I mean, your foot? A place that probably smells? And, and clearly, in the disciples, their feet were so worn out from the journey. And he washed their feet. That's crazy. Jesus, knowing everything had been given to him, he grabbed a towel. What do you do knowing that God's done anything in your life? I got to tell you right now, I don't know people that can even be handled with a prophetic word. Some of you, every time something happens with you and God, you just blow it out on all the internet, tell everybody what went on. That is it, man. There are some things that are only meant for you and the Father. Do you realize some of the deepest experiences that have shaped my life in my whole life? I've rarely talked about. I had an encounter one time with an awakening angel. It was so unbelievable, and I haven't told anybody. I preached one time about it in Alabama, and I've never talked about it since. Changed my life forever. I'm talking about encountering God where you don't come back the same. Everything in your life changes. I didn't go off MySpace, Facebook, blurt it out to everybody on earth. No, man, there's some things that are so sacred. It's between you and God. And we live in a day where everything's out in the open. We want the more, the merrier. Blast it out to everybody. Tell everybody what God's done with you. It's not how it goes. Jesus grabbed a towel. And in this power-driven world, we're reminded when we feel like we've done anything, where's your towel? Jesus, everything's been given to you. What do we do? Let's start washing some feet. Are you, are you hurting right now? Today, are you watching this broadcast and you're saying, man, I realize that there's been pride in my life. I realize that I've allowed myself, arrogance has come in and hindered me from what God wants to do. I want you to call that number right now. 1-800-599-3722. 1-800-599-3722. Because today's the day that that hard shell is broken. Today's the day that we don't start living cranky and critical, that we live to serve God and people only. Call that number. You know, I believe that this is going to be a week filled with opportunities to love people. When I look at those, including that man that was, you know, crazy and cranky at people over the restrooms. Serve. Well, pastor, you don't understand. People have been hurting me and they've betrayed me. Oh, no, my boss cut the money out of my check, and they're writing me up, and there's conspiracy against me. Oh, you don't understand, man. I've been sick in my body, and I'm not. Serve. Jesus knew it all was given to him, 
and you grab the towel. What are we doing? What are you grabbing? When you feel like God's done anything in your life, what is our go-to? Why am I telling you this? Because look, we have to understand that all we have is a towel in our hand. All we have is a towel to serve humanity. And Jesus was the greatest example showing us, what if we just burned to serve? What would that look like? What if you really believe that God put you on this earth to serve others? What does that look like? What does it look like if you gave your life to see other people transformed? How would you live differently? Where's your towel? Where's your towel? Because when you feel frustrated, grab your towel. That means you serve people. That means you bless people. That means you honor people above, you know, yourself. The Bible says consider others better than yourself. Where's your towel? Where's your towel? And, and over life, the problem is some of you forget that it's the towel, right? Maybe you're busy. Maybe your business took off. Can I tell you how many times people come to the church and they're like, Pastor, pray for me. I need a job. I'm believing God for employment. Oh, and if God, oh, Lord, Pastor, I'm believing for this job. And if I get it, man, I'm going to come to church and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give and I'm going to tithe and I'm going to trust God. And we pray and pray and pray. And they get a breakthrough. I haven't seen them ever since. What was this about? Don't forget your towel. In everything you do in life, keep a towel in your hand. Love people. Somebody said, I don't like coming to your church, Pastor, because there's homeless people. That's the church I want to be in. I don't know if I feel safe when I come to church. That's the best church to be in. I don't want to be in a church that's so far from connecting with people. I don't want to be in a church that's so far from reaching out and touching humanity. Look, call that number on the screen, 1-800-599-3722, 1-800-599-3722, and realize that God wants you to take the towel in your hand. Because I'm going to tell you a story. When I got born again, it was so easy for me to blame everybody else for, you know, I saw that in the projects, this mentality. I call it ghetto. People get offended by that. But I saw this poverty mentality, and it blamed everybody else for what we don't have. Oh, I'm this way because my mom and my dad did this and my brother did this and my uncle was in jail and I grew up this and I grew up that. And it's like, friends, at some point, you've got to take responsibility and love. True story, I spent the first two years of my life in a battered women's shelter in Connecticut. My, my crazy father left. My mom raised us. There was nothing. I had every reason to blame her, others. I was dealt a bad hand in life. And this is the beautiful thing about the talents because... Like another, in another portion of scripture, they came to Jesus and they wanted to know who would be the greatest and how do I become this? And then they went to Jesus and said, how do I see the kingdom now? Right? We're all kind of impatient. I want to see it now. How do we see the kingdom now? He started going about the parable of the minus. Well, there was, a, I'm like, what? Bro, we want to see the kingdom now. Jesus starts telling about parables. I gave this one that. It was similar to the talents. It's a different parable, but it was the parable of the minus. And he said, I gave them five, give them the same thing, right? And do business till I come. And here was what was amazing about this. He saw the person that had five and went to ten. He actually took the one from the person that didn't do anything and gave it to the one with more. When I read that scripture, I didn't get angry, right? I didn't go, oh, that's no fair. You got ten and I only got one. Uh. You know what I said? Thank God I have one minor to start with. That's what I said. Because you all come from different backgrounds, and I don't have what you have, and you may not have had what I had, but the truth is I didn't have much, but I had one. And the fact that the father said, do business till I come, tells me 
that there's more. Tells me that I may not have had what all of you guys had watching this, but I had one. And with one, I can see it multiply. And what you do is can't forget that. You can't forget that this is about putting little as much when you put it in his touch. Come on, 1980s TV. But you can't forget your towel. And the truth is, there's unlimited resources in heaven for you. The truth is, God has been calling you. Some of you are watching this right now, and you just have rejected God. Let's be real. You haven't given your life to Jesus. You haven't been walking the way God wants you to walk. And the truth is, there is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. There is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. This life isn't our own. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. And I want to ask you a question, friends. If you die today, I've seen it happen. I remember working at a store, trying to talk to my employee about Jesus, and he finally looked at me on face and said, I don't want anything to do with your Jesus. They found him two weeks later hung. He hung himself in an apartment. I was sad. I was heartbroken. I had no regrets. He knew what he was doing. And I'm telling some of you right now, the games are over. Give your life to Jesus. If I die today, me, James Levesque, I know, without a doubt, I'm going to heaven. Do you know? And if you don't, there's a gift of eternal life for you today that I want to pray with you. If you're watching this and you say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm hurting. My heart is hurting. I want to give my life to Jesus. Then I, today is your day for a miracle. If that's you, you can call that number, 1-800-599-3722, anytime. We're here, 24 hours, but I want to pray for you, me, right now, that, that Jesus would come into your life and he would transform you and you would realize that power that we've experienced would happen in your life. Bow your heads, stretch your hands with me. If that's you and you say, Pastor, I want you to pray that I would have the gift of eternal life, just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my heart. I thank you for the cross. I thank you for eternal life. I break off the power of sin in my life. I receive your forgiveness and I receive your healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, amen. Thank you, Lord. Call that number. We're standing by right now wanting to pray for you. And let me talk to the Christians right now. Have you allowed pride to get in your life? Do you feel arrogance rising up? Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you've been hurt in the past. Maybe you've been betrayed. Maybe you're going through a divorce, a sudden change of your income, whatever it is. Today is a day for your miracle. Today is the day for your breakthrough. Today's the day that you lift up your eyes and realize that God is your help alone. It's not people. And today's the day we serve. If that's you, stretch your hands with me. Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you for healing in our hearts. I thank you for restoration. I thank you that today is the day of breakthrough, impartation, and healing. And I thank you from this place. God, this marks a day of transformation and change. This marks the day that the towel is restored in our hand to love people. God, forgive us and fill us in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, call that number, 1-800-599-3722. Long after the broadcast goes, we're standing by wanting to pray for you. Thank you for our partners, everybody supporting us. I believe, honestly, when we all can love each other and serve, you're going to see hatred end on this earth. When we realize if we can do what Jesus did, our life will be changed forever. That's all we have time for today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Breaking Through with James Levesque. I'm out. For, ice, for we know the battle is the Lord.
Are you ready to ignite your faith? Then look no further than Pastor James Levesque's new book, Fire, preparing for an end-time outpouring. This book contains 12 principles that will unlock the power within and cause you to walk in a new level of boldness and power. For a suggested donation of only $12.99, we will send you a personal autographed copy. Log on to jameslevesque.org and get your copy today.